This is Off The Shelf, episode 83. We're recording this on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher. Joining me tonight, Brian Sauer. Brian, I have a problem. What's your problem? All right, so I don't, I, I don't want to start this off by, like, you know, making fun of anyone's serious disability or, or like, debilitating disease when it comes to, like, you know, having serious addiction problems but uh i have a serious addiction problem (laughs) so last week i was complaining about not having any room for any more discs and that i was like they're piling up and i have no more room and i don't know what to do and like i gotta just i gotta figure something out like i don't have any more room for shelving so i have to you know get rid of stuff i can't just keep buying more things without getting rid of stuff but then yesterday uh, there was this sale on Amazon for all of the different, there are all these different like Batman and Superman deals yesterday on Amazon. I'm sure you saw that. I did. Did you buy anything? I was able to hold off. So I didn't hold off, uh, <laughs> because I, I guess, you know, somewhere deep in my lizard brain, there was, it was like waiting for this sale to happen for me to just like click buy on a couple of things. Um, because I don't, as of, well, as of before yesterday, I didn't own any of the um, Superman movies on Blu-ray, even though I've seen all of them. Uh, I've only owned them on DVD over the years. And I I had, like, been kind of wanting to get that anthology Superman box set for a long time. Um, but I had just been kind of holding off because it seemed, it always seemed more than I wanted to spend on it. Um and similarly with the Batman movies, I only own, I think, Batman and Batman Returns as a part of the Tim Burton box set that w- that was out, uh, that was released a few years ago. I bought that, and so I have those Batman movies as a part of that. But I don't own the other ones, which I already don't really like that much. Like, <laughs> Batman and Robin is a movie that I... Like have maybe finished once but every time I try watching it thinking that it's not as bad as I remember I I can't finish it or I fall asleep (laughs) or it's just like it's just unwatchable to me Uh, but I still because I didn't own that stupid box set I bought that box set I bought the Batman box set and the Superman box set yesterday Uh, this is a serious problem this is like (laughs) I mean I'm kind of joking about it but I'm also kind of not joking about this problem. Like what, what is my problem? And like to make things worse is like, there are things on my wish lists on like Amazon us's wish list and Amazon UK's wish list that haven't dropped in price to the point that I want to spend on it. Even though those are things that I want to own and have in my collection and will watch as soon as I get them. But I haven't bought them because there's some stupid, you know, price barrier in my brain that won't let me click buy on some things, but it will let me buy these other things that I don't even want <laughs> that are going to sit on my shelf. Oh, I, I am like so mad at myself for this, but there, there's like this, I don't know if it's buyer's remorse or like pre-buyer's remorse or, <laughs> or what. But I, uh, I just, I drive myself crazy with this stuff, man. Like, I, I, and I bought them almost instantly as soon as they went on sale. <laughs> I saw those prices and I was like, 
well, this is when I got to buy them. Like, like $40 for all of these Superman movies and all of the Batman movies. And the Superman box set comes with like, you know, all these extra, uh, you know, documentaries and everything. And I think it even comes with the Fleischer cartoons. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to show these to Miranda one day. So I may as well have them to show them to her. Uh, and I am like, I just, I want to, I need, I need to throw something out the window. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know what? I thought about the Batman set, but, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it, cause it was only like 17 bucks or something. Yeah, it was, ridiculous. it was really cheap. It was, it might've even been less than that, but it was like, you know, the, the bat, the Superman set was like 25 and then the Batman one was like 15 or, you know, somewhere around there, but it was, you know, it worked out to be around $40 total for both, for all of those, like, you know, nine movies or however many I'm going to get. And it's so dumb. I feel you, man. I've been tempted many times and pulled the trigger many times <laughs> that I wish I hadn't, you know? And then like, and then, and then I, uh, yesterday, I think I even over the past week or so, I've bought more stuff on Amazon UK, just a couple of things, but I, it was like, I, I have things on that wish list, you know, like the third man, the new restoration, even though there is like a cheap Blu-ray right now, it's like 10 pounds for the, the, you know, single disc edition. I have the like four disc special edition version that comes with the soundtrack and all the supplements and everything, but that one hasn't dropped in price. And I just, even though that's something that I really want to own and will be, I, I, I my brain won't let me buy it until it's, <laughs> until it drops. Even if it's only a little bit, even if it's like a couple of dollars or pounds, uh, I can't buy it until it drops in price. Yeah, I've got that same Pavlovian training. <laughs> I don't even understand it. It's weird. But I mean, I obsessively check Blu-ray.com. I need like a sponsor or someone to, <laughs> that I can call in these moments of... of uh, weakness? Of weakness, yes. Just to say like, <laughs> look, I'm about to buy something. Please take away my card, change my password on Amazon, do something to help me with this. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I bet you there's something out there. I know. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not you. Like I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm no help. Don't. That would be because you you calling me would be like you'd be like less reminding uh, me. I know. You know. I should really pick that up. Actually, let me call you back. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, another uh, thing that I spent a lot of money on, or not really a lot, but you know enough uh that don Hertzfeld kickstarter that we were talking about for a long time it uh you know it succeeded it did really well and over the past few weeks uh the people have been getting their kickstarter rewards packages in the mail and i got mine in the mail yesterday after worrying about it for like the past two weeks basically ever since every the first pe people started getting theirs i was like okay well fingers crossed i hope that gets here any day now and then last week i even tweeted like has anyone else gotten theirs because i haven't gotten mine yet and then like you know don Hurstfelt retweeted me but like made a, a, a smarmy joke about it and i was like oh i feel like such a jerk for even complaining about it like what what am i complaining about and uh then it arrived yesterday and i got everything i was hoping to get and more I, I, in, in the end, I don't, I forget if I mentioned this when we recorded the episode uh, about it, but I, I ended up donating more just so I could get a second copy of the Blu-ray because I, nice. uh, just, you know, just have a backup or in case I want to give one away to like a friend or, you know, or just to have one 
unopened in case you know it suddenly is worth like a million dollars but uh i ended up getting the whatever package came with some extra dvds uh i got that so i got a package of uh two blu-rays and three dvd sets so very nice yeah it's uh i i opened it up i haven't started watching it yet but um i have been following different people on different like forum and forums and twitter saying that there are people who are having problems with the menu i think where like i think whatever software they use to create it um they're they're having some people are having problems with certain players like navigating the menu or it's just not working for them but uh you know fingers crossed that i don't have that problem they uh I think some people were saying that it's like this a similar some people have similar problems with the twilight time menus but Mm. i don't i don't have those problems yeah when was the potential uh disc supposed to go on sale or does he have extras how does that work again well let's see they uh he was gonna sell them on his website uh if he had extras or something i think he did okay so if you go to bitter films hertzfeld on blu-ray uh Okay, missed us on Kickstarter and want a Blu-ray? It's not too late. So you have to email them and say, I want a Blu-ray in the subject line. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you just email them. Oh, okay. Um, unless there is a page somewhere that... So I'm just, I went to their website just now, and I guess you just have to email them. Okay. They haven't said anything about uh, other, or, you know, other discs being available, but... Hopefully they printed more than they needed. You know, speaking of Twilight Time, uh, over the past couple of days, there was a... You didn't get that Don Hertzfeld Blu-ray, did you? You, you No. Okay. I blew it. Yeah. Even though I was like talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, yes. I, I, was, I thought about it and I... It was just one of those things where at the time... That's what I hate about Kickstarter is it's like a Murphy's Law of inconvenience for me because it's always like in a sort of an area where like it always ends up being in an area where like I don't have the extra money to spend on something like that and then I sort of put it off and then it's gone so it's my own stupid fault you know what I saw on Kickstarter the other day that you might be interested in and listeners of the podcast too might be interested in this Um, it hasn't hit its goal yet but there is a Kickstarter right now for the Night of the Comet soundtrack it's gonna. Cool. They're, they're they're printing it. They're doing it on vinyl, uh, and tape. Uh, they're trying to raise about three thousand dollars, and they're about like a third of the way there right now. Um, they have three days to go, um, but it's gonna be a reissue of the Night of the Comet soundtrack. And if you do it, if you donate at mm, twenty pounds, you get the, uh, you get the record, um, and and the the cassette <laughs> that wow. goes that goes along with it. Uh, they came up with some pretty cool artwork for it, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can find out more information about this. Yeah, this does look cool. Um, so yeah, so Twilight Time, the uh, they put up a low quantity update a couple days ago for used cars and Journey to the Center of the Earth, and the I think the following they said something like you know there's only 50 left of used cars and like 100 left of Journey to the Center of the Earth. And uh, I think the next day that they had already run out of used cars. And I think as of the last update, they still had, they were getting pretty close to selling out of Journey to the Center of the Earth. 
So congratulations to all of the smart people who have bought those two Blu-rays. And uh, shame on everyone who, did, who you know, didn't buy one and uh, <laughs> it's, is not going to be able to enjoy uh, the amazing quality of both of those releases. Um, what do we have here? Uh, all right, so some news. Was there any other follow-up that I that you wanted to talk about, or any uh, anything from last week that we needed to, to touch on? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so some news. The uh, over at the Digital Bits, Bill Hunt had a post go up the other day where he was talking about um some Star Trek news. He had talked about going to visit with um with Paramount, I think, uh, Home Entertainment last year um so this year is the 50th anniversary of star trek and last year he was invited to go talk to paramount and uh talk to to the home video people about you know what should they be thinking about as far as like what the fans want in you know home video releases uh to help celebrate the 50th anniversary uh a couple weeks ago we saw like a a dvd release i think of the of the movies um, but it was, you know, not remastered or maybe it was the Blu-ray also, but it was like, you know, just a repackaging of what had already been released. Um, over the past couple of weeks, there has been more news about a ultra high definition uh, remastering of or, you know, 4K remastering of um, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. That's going to come to uh, ultra high definition Blu-ray at some point this year. Um, but, and that, that's been kind of going around the news. Like I think the director has been involved with that. Um, so Bill Hunt in his post talks about, you know, uh, that, and he also talks about what he suggested to Paramount Home Entertainment saying like, you know, oh, you should remaster all the movies you should do. Um, you should remaster the director's cut of the motion picture. So that way people can have that on Blu-ray instead of just the theatrical cut, which has been available before. Um, and now he has some kind of, so he talks about what he wanted them to do and then, you know, he went away and they didn't get back to him. And so like now he's kind of been in touch with them again and, um, he has, uh, some updates as far as what they're probably going to do or what's likely to happen, um, and what's likely not to happen. Um, so it seems, so as I mentioned, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan is probably going to get an ultra high definition 4k remastering uh and you know a home video release um there is going to be new uh blu-ray releases of the films although those aren't getting remastered so they're basically going to be what has already been put out there maybe just in new packaging um he says that there's not going to be or it's very very unlikely um that you know voyager and deep space nine will get remastered anytime soon and uh, I guess the one glimmer of hope and uh, cool news in this, apart from getting a 4K version of Wrath of Khan, is that they're going to do the Star Trek animated series on Blu-ray uh, coming at some point, uh, maybe this holiday season. So that, that is really awesome. It is. I'm really excited about that. Um, I think right now you might be able to, and I think it might be easy for them because it's already has been scanned in HD because I think when you go watch it on Netflix or on any of the services that have Star Trek, uh, they, you can watch that in HD there, uh, even though it's only been available on DVD. 
so very exciting i i'm i i will definitely rebuy that set uh on blu-ray once it's available same here for sure I've been trying to think of like what would be a cool what what might interest Miranda in getting her into Star Trek. I don't know when I'm going to try to get her into Star <laughs> Trek, but I think about these things obviously all the time. And uh, I was I've I've considered showing her some of the animated series first, just to see how she reacts to that before getting her into the live action stuff. No, it's a good idea. I tried it with Raven, and it went okay. Uh, it didn't go as well as I hoped. But it went pretty well. I think it's a good way to start. I was thinking about doing that with uh, Planet of the Apes also, because I think I have the de- the an- the animated Planet of the Apes series, um, and that might be an, an easy way to get Miranda into that universe. Um, I think when I was a kid, I uh, I came to Planet of the Apes in like a really weird way, where like I would see it. It was like instant. The TV show was in syndication, so that was like what I knew of Planet of the Apes was like the TV show and I had never seen the movie. And then I, I think I had become aware that it was a movie. And then basically the only thing I knew about it for a long time was just like the joke in Spaceballs uh, <laughs> at the end of that movie. And like, I kind of got the reference, but not really. Uh, but then later on I would go on to watch it whenever it was like remastered for TV, like maybe when it came to like TCM or something. Um, I don't know. That's a whole a whole other tangent besides Star Trek. So anyway, uh, it seems like there the folks at Paramount are going to be doing things for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. But um, the one thing that I really want them to do, it, which is remaster Deep Space Nine, uh, seems like that's not going to happen, or at least there's no plans at the moment. Just can't believe that there's no not enough interest for that. That's too bad. Yeah, I mean, I wish someone like Amazon or Netflix would, you know give some money to paramount to help with this just so that at least even if they you know even if the cost of a blu-ray is like out of you know out of of the picture here um just remaster it for hd for the streaming services you know let netflix help kind of bankroll that uh and get the exclusive rights or you know let amazon get the exclusive rights to to stream it and like let them you know give some money to paramount so that they can pay to have it remastered yeah um, i'm hope i'm hoping in the future that might be a thing when netflix starts doing more ultra hd stuff that they might spring for the you know remastering you know which you know might lead to exclusivity but regardless just having that potential for money to be di- to be put into to give to studios for streaming content or remastering would be great I mean, so the other hope, I guess, is that CBS is going to be launching their streaming service, or maybe they already have, but there's that new streaming service for CBS uh, where that's going to be the the exclusive place for the new Star Trek TV series that's going to be launching like next year or the year after, whenever it is that that new one is is kind of due to arrive. Um, And I think it's already been announced that they're going to, uh, like, it's going to be exclusive for that streaming service. So, you know, maybe if CBS, you know, if it does well, then they'll, you know, want to get all the Star Trek stuff on there and they'll want it to look good. They'll want, you know, this service to shine. And so hopefully they'll, you know, spring for some remastering there. So Kino has announced a couple of cool things uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, Kino Classics and, and Studio Classics. They are going to be releasing the 
1934 film Gold. This is the Carl Hartle uh, 1934 film. Um, I think this is through their Fox deal. Is that right? I think so. I've never even heard of this movie personally. Um, yeah, I, I haven't either. But uh, in just reading about it, it sounds you know fascinating. I love you know 1920s, 1930s German expressionist film. I don't know if this falls into that German expressionist uh, movement, but it sounds very interesting. It's about it's like a science fiction film involving a British scientist uh, who creates a device that turns materials into gold. But then he also it's also kind of dealing with you know nuclear reactors and whatnot. So sounds interesting. The other piece of news that has been uh, revealed by Kino is that they're going to be releasing um, the 1962 Modesty Blaze uh, film. It's Monica Vitti. Yes. Um, this is pretty exciting. I'm 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 very curious to own. You know, I'm very excited to own this on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's it's definitely what I'm going to pick up. And then you know, in tandem with that is the Raquel Welch. Um, I think it's a spy movie too called Fathom, um, which is an interesting uh, one. A nice pair with Modesty Blaze, I think. Uh, were they both kind of influential? I know uh, Modesty Blaze definitely was influential on things like Austin Powers, but have you seen Fathom? Was that also? I mean, it seems like it must. Have. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. It's the kind of thing that. Mike Myers either was aware of already or looked at, you know, it's definitely a curio of the sixties, you know, cinema. Yeah. This looks, uh, this looks like a lot of fun. Um, have they announced any other, uh, so what else is what, star slammer? Yeah. That's a Fred Olin Ray movie. The guy that did Hollywood chainsaw hookers and some other low budget cheesy stuff. Um, I've never seen this one myself, but it's a sci-fi um, movie from him. Um, so I'm intrigued. Low budget science fiction movies can be entertaining sometimes. So um, I'm very curious. It's a great title. Man, that's a f- interesting trilogy. Or, you know, like I know these are all totally separate movies with like n- hardly anything in common. But when you open up, if you do like, you know, open up three tabs and search for Modesty Blaze and Fathom and Star Slammer, and you're just like looking at these pictures of these, you know, like scantily clad ladies in <laughs> uh, over the course of like, you know, two different two or three decades of, uh, you know, exploitation movies. Uh, I mean, obviously, like the spy comedy genre is, is different than the exploitation, but they, you know, th- there's some similarities there. Yeah, it's an interesting group for for a week's worth of releases. <laughs> um, so a few other pieces of news. Um, let's see here. The uh, what did Code so Code Red announced some stuff. Well, I just want to call out the fact that there's this thing that Bill's doing on the Facebook page, and he calls it Bucket List Fever, and he just keeps. I think it's entertaining to me because he's announced, I think he's up to like 15 titles that he's announced under this, you know, whatever, movement, if you will, bucket list fever. Um, but none of them has come out. And he's been doing this for a good, it feels like a good month uh, or so. Um, the most recent stuff is House on the Edge of the Park, um, Truck Stop Women, which is a cool, um, you know, exploitation um girls at a truck stop kind of movie and then uh they just announced hot moves which is uh an 80s teen sex comedy that doesn't get enough press it's good uh as far as that kind of thing goes um 
but so what I'm just curious about is when he's going to actually start dropping these titles that he's been teasing. Um, and I hope he doesn't do it like six at a time is what I'm afraid of. Cause I keep wait every week. I'm checking the screen archives site on Tuesday and I'm checking the big cartel site, which is currently down for maintenance. So I feel like he's going to drop some kind of like bomb of a whole bunch of these titles at some point, but I hope he does it soon and stops teasing all these titles. He's going to put out and put, put just put some out. And then it will uh, bankrupt you. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to save up. Um, and Scorpion, is that... Uh, yeah, there's this movie called The Rift. I think, um, what's the other... Uh, Endless Descent, I think it's also called. It's an underwater horror movie from the director of Pieces, which just came out from uh, Grindhouse releasing. And this one's got a pretty solid cult following too. Um, so I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely pick that one up too. Did you see the news today that Universal is going to be releasing this uh, airport complete collection? No. Uh, uh, so in June, they're going to be releasing a box set with Airport, Airport 1975, Airport 77, and the Concord, Airport 79. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to get them. <laughs> I love those movies. Um, that is cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're also going to be, uh, Universal is also going to be releasing a uh, reissuing the Bourne movies, uh, just in time for the new one. And then they're going to be doing, you know, obviously a new, uh, fast and furious box set with all seven movies now, or I guess like that, is that, uh, is that different than what's already been announced? Maybe it's the I same. Know. I don't know about that one. I mean, I don't know if it's different. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let's see what else here. Blue Underground has also announced some stuff. Circus of Fear and Five Golden Dragons. I think Circus of Fear has Christopher Lee in it. That's supposed to be good. Uh, and then The Shape of Things to Come, which is a H.G. Wells-based sci-fi movie, if I'm not mistaken, um, that they issued on DVD a while back. So these are Blu-rays that are coming out soon. I forget what the dates are now. But that was just announced today as well. Um, I'm just looking at my, uh, my home video list of, uh, things and, uh, it looks like on the Facebook page for Plain Archive, there's a post about, um, looks like Sicario is getting a release, but I, I'm, whenever I translate stuff from Korean on Facebook, it never, I can't, I can't tell what's, uh, if I'm reading this correctly. So, um, Looks like they might have a upcoming release of Sicario. We'll see. Cool. Um, I think that's about it uh, as far as news. But, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have uh, more to talk about next week. So let's talk a little bit about what came out this week on Blu-ray and DVD. Do you... Uh, when you write your new whenever you write your, like your your posts for new releases or like you know uh you know your roundup posts is you know gathering up what things do you do you say dvd and blu-ray or do you say blu-ray and dvd um i usually or do you just say blu-ray i'd usually just say blu-ray or dvd so like if it's on blu-ray and dvd i'll just say blu-ray if it's only on dvd i'll say dvd that's how i do it like when you post, like when you put up your picture on Instagram of like the the week's releases, yeah, and, and there are DVDs and Blu-rays in the picture, 
Oh, I see. When I do do that, uh, would I will you say w- Blu-ray you? and DVD. I okay. think I'll leave with Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm so. That. I mean, I know I was just complaining the other day, the other week about you know movie sites only listing DVD in like headlines for for news, like you know particularly regarding the the Star Star Wars movie. But um, I find myself often leading with DVD and saying like DVD and Blu-ray, and then I have to go back and like change the tweet or change the headline <laughs> and say blu-ray and dvd because i gotta lead with blu-ray yeah that's what i do so. i just think that's what people are looking for if they i think it's not like they're gonna check out mid-sentence but <laughs> if they see it's dvd sometimes some part of me is like they'll just be like new on dvd i'll oh, forget it and just stop reading you know I just want to know about blu-ray yeah um and i I mean, yeah, sometimes I try to not even put DVD in the title, but then if there is stuff that was out on DVD, you know, like Warner Archive stuff that came out today, then uh, you got to put the DVD in there, I guess. Yes. I mean, not that it's like, I don't know. I I just got to, I got to get over this. Um, speaking of the Warren Archive, what did they, they, uh, so today Michael Collins was released, uh, on Blu-ray from the Warner Archive did. So I was looking at their newsletter today, um, and in it, they really, they put the Centurions release. Um, but for some reason I thought that was out last week, but was that not out last week? Was that this week? I think it was, uh, last week. I'm pretty sure when we were looking at the, pretty sure it was last week. Sometimes they'll grab a couple things from the week prior and throw them into the post I've seen. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so w- was there anything else this week that they released? So they did like Medical Center. Um, let's see, the Floridora Girl, Not So Dumb. Did you did you end up uh, picking up any of the, the week's new releases or like Brotherly Love, that Peter no. O'Toole movie? I might get Brotherly Love. I haven't yet, but I might get Brotherly Love, A Fine Pair, and Melinda. The black exploitation one that they put out. Oh yeah, Look, fine pair starring Rock Hudson and Claudia Cardinal. Yeah, that looks very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those would be the three I would probably pick up from this week. Yeah, it looks like a pretty good week. Looks like they're going to be at WonderCon this week. Are you going to WonderCon? Yeah, I think we're going to go one of the days. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure yet. Awesome. Uh, they're going to be doing... Let's see. So they're going to do... The Music Meister sing along again, which was awesome. Yes, I'm so any- glad we went to that. <laughs> totally. If anyone is going to WonderCon and you love Batman the Brave and the Bold, or if you've never seen Batman the Brave and the Bold and you uh, just love hanging out with a bunch of geeks uh, singing awesome songs, you should go to Toonstock to watch that. Uh, they're going to be doing a debate on Justice League versus Young Justice. <laughs> And they're going to do a presentation of the Golden Harvest movies from the 90s, those Hong Kong films that they were releasing. Um, have they? So no more this week, but have they announced any more Golden Harvest stuff or just the ones we've already talked about? Just the ones we've talked about. I haven't noticed any updating. I haven't checked the uh, page later today, but there hasn't. There didn't seem to have been an update on Amazon for a little while. As far as like Mar- or, uh, April titles? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what... Uh, and also, I was just looking at the WB Shop website earlier today, and it doesn't look like they have any pre-orders up for coming upcoming stuff, except for like, you know, one of the TV shows. Hmm. Anyway, I hope they uh, get that stuff updated more frequently, but I know they're all, you know, busy folks. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm bummed that I can't go to WonderCon. This sounds like a lot of fun. I, that WonderCon sounds like, you know, I might, it, because it's smaller than Comic-Con, um, it's something that I would like to do. Go yeah, to, I'm going to gonna, gonna, I'm gonna take my daughter, I think, um, because I'm hoping it's, it'll be chill enough that she'll have a good time to check it out. So Yeah. I'm definitely planning on taking Miranda again uh, to Comic-Con in San Diego this summer. So She had a good time, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't stay for very long at Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think just enough for her to walk around the floor or, and you know, like take some pictures and get excited, kind of get a taste of what it is. Uh, I mean, she had been there. She's been there a few times over the years, but this was probably the first time where she could kind of like actually understand what was going on and you know not be kind of strapped to Charmaine's back uh and you know actually like get a sense of like the claustrophobia that is involved with walking around and like getting exhausted and saying like all right dad it's time to leave so uh I'm I'm and you know and now next year or this upcoming year she'll have much more like you know, she'll have watched more shows, have more geek references, you know, floating <laughs> around in her brain. And uh, I think and, you know, she's she's now like seen Star Wars in over the year that since we went to Comic-Con last year, she's now like seen the Star Wars movies and she'll just get so many more of the references and like, you know, want to see or you'll see see all these people dressed up as different characters and everything. I think that'll be fun. So. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to Comic-Con. So the big release of the week, I think probably one of the biggest releases of the year, uh, definitely, you know, something that people have been um, hoping for, asking for, you know, begging for from Criterion is the Blu-ray release of Edward Yang's A Brighter Summer Day. This is a movie that has been talked about, uh, you know, it's it's the, it's this 19... Um, what is it? 1991, uh, 236 minutes. So it's like you know, it's a it's a pretty long stretch of a, of a movie. It's this coming of age story set in in um, Taiwan, and uh, you know something. You know, uh, Edward Yang, you know, he has Yi in the Criterion Collection already. Uh, this is something that has been kind of lost just because the the materials have been you know in in poor condition. The rights have been uh, you know difficult to work out as far as like getting a proper home video release i think pretty much what has been available to people over the past couple of decades is like a laser disc version of the film and so this is the first time that it's getting a proper release uh the new blu-ray looks incredible it's um you know a it is a long movie and it's something that you'll have to probably break up into uh segments unless you have the you know, a nice chunk of time. Um, but you, if you have kids or families and, and a job and everything, it makes it just so much harder to watch something like this uh, all in one go. But if you break it up over the course of a few nights, then you can certainly do it. Uh, you know, it's very well shot, very beautifully acted. Uh, the performance, you know, and with four hours, you really get, you know, the opportunity to tell a uh, beautiful rich in-depth story of this of these characters growing up and this, these situations and you know kind of um put a lot of the details in that might be lost in a you know in a shorter film so uh definitely recommended it comes with a new uh, audio commentary track from tony rains who's just you know one of my favorite critics and and film historians talking about 
uh, Asian cinema in particular. And uh, there's a documentary on the second disc, which includes the film Our Time, Our Story, which is about um, the new T- Taiwan cinema movement, including, you know, basically all the, f- the folks who are kind of popular right now, like Hu Xiaoxian and uh, Simon Lang um, and Sylvia Chang. So very uh, highly recommended. I think this is probably one that is going to sell itself. Like people, I think, you know, word of mouth on this movie has been so high over the years that um, now that Criterion actually has it available for folks, this is going to be, I think this is probably, you know, this is kind of up there with the Apu trilogy and something that needed to be restored, um, but has also been kind of, you know, just so sought after by the cinephiles of the world that, uh, you know, it's pretty incredible that it's finally here. It's something that we, you know, we've been writing about on our website on criterioncast.com for years now. And, uh, you know, before this was kind of officially announced or before it was kind of really confirmed, um, you know, we would have stories up on, on our website that would get, you know, tweeted every now and then by these folks being like, you know, what, are there any, you know, updates to the rumors on this movie and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, you know, there was, I think like, I think at one point there was even talk going around that like one of the problems with the rights of this movie was that like there was, I think financing for the film or maybe part of the financing for the film came from, uh, organized crime. And so at, you know, in Taiwan. And so it, uh, that was what was causing some of the problems with distribution rights is like getting the deals worked out with, you know, (laughs) some of the people who had money involved with it. So, uh, luckily all of that has been worked out and it is now available on Blu-ray. You know, the the part of the restoration was done through the Film Foundation, and there was, uh, you know, kind of talk and hope that maybe this might be a part of a, you know, second box set of the the Martin Scorsese film. Um, You know, the, uh, what is it, the Martin Scorsese film project um, that they did a box set of, and... uh, some people were like, oh, well, is this going to be just a, a part of a box set or is this going to be, or the World Cinema Project is what I was thinking of. Um, but, you know, it's getting its own standalone release. It doesn't really look like Criterion is going to do a second volume of that anytime soon. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. All right. I guess the other, I think, big release of the week for me is the, and for you too, because I know you're watching it. Yeah. Uh Freaks and Geeks, the complete series from Shout Factory. Very exciting. Yes. This uh, was something that they announced at Comic-Con at the the Shout Factory <clears throat> panel last year. They, you know, they talked about, you know, what do we do now? We've done all these box sets. We've tackled all these different projects. The, you know, the, like the Pee Wee Herman box set that they did uh, a couple of years ago now. And uh, Freaks and Geeks was announced as their, their new one. Um, They've completely, they, you know, all the episodes have been remastered. This is a, uh, you know, all 18 episodes in this box set. This is contains both the original broadcast aspect ratio versions of the episodes, as well as a new, a new widescreen presentation where they uh, opened up the mat and, you know, uh, so it's not necessarily, it's not cropped. Uh, they were able to uh, reframe the images without losing anything. And uh, you were watching the widescreen version earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, just ended, carded and discarded, and uh, it looks good. The widescreen, 
uh, framing looks good. It didn't. It wasn't distracting at all. It didn't feel like, you know, forced. No, so what? No it, one's what it, no one's heads were cut off. No, and not no excessive headroom in in other shots that I really noticed. Um, and you know, it looks good. Like as far as the remastering, colors and everything look nice. So very exciting for fans of the show, and uh, you know, I hope I'm hoping it'll get some new fans of the show. Um, but it's just such an amazing program one of my favorites of all time um so if you haven't i mean it's i guess the set is a little pricey as a blind buy but um you know you could always watch it on netflix i think it's still on netflix or maybe they took it off now but it used to be um <clears throat> so if you want to check out the show and see if you like it and you probably will because it's awesome so um yeah it's got all the extras from the um the previous set and and then it's got the extra disc that the um, yearbook set, the DVD set had. I don't think that extra disc was on was with the um, regular DVD set that has auditions and all kinds of extra hours of behind the scenes material. Yeah, there's new uh, a new conversation with Paul Feig and and Judd Apatow, um, or Paul Feig. Uh, the when did you get into this? So did you watch it when it was airing? Yeah, yeah, I was watching it um, as tricky as it was to watch at that time because they were moving it around. But I think my roommates and I caught it on the third episode. Yeah, I want to say we caught it on the third episode, uh, the the trick or treat, the Halloween episode, and then we were. It was like back before DVD was really big, as or whatever. I mean, there was DVD, but not much. And so I think we found a way to get tapes of the uh, first two episodes from some people that had taped it and we watched those and then we watched whatever else aired but you know obviously the whole show didn't end up airing so but yeah right around 99 yeah is when I when I started with it uh, I didn't end up watching I only saw this within the last 10 <laughs> years uh, so I think it must have been after we watched so there was at some point when we, when my wife and I we moved to Portland like ten years ago and um, we started watching a bunch of TV shows we would be we would start checking stuff out from video stores and getting into all these different TV series that we haven't hadn't seen before and uh, at some point we watched the forty year old virgin which we hadn't seen we didn't see it in theaters we just finally saw it on DVD at some point and we're like oh this is pretty funny like who are all these guys that we don't really know about or you know and, and we <laughs> and then it was around the same time that knocked up came out and um we're like all right well let's let's get more into this and uh so we watched freaks and geeks and just absolutely loved it and it was something that i had heard about and, you know like or read about online people were uh talking about this show and we watched undeclared uh right after watching like we would like watch all of freaks and geeks over the course of like a week and then watch undeclared right afterwards um it's great i just uh it's such a fun show and it's so it's so amazing to see um you know so many of these actors in in things now like you know um you know, obviously like uh what's his name um uh Seth Rogen? well oh. yeah i was gonna say like you could really say any one of these people yeah. but like i was going to say james franco like we're watching franco, him yeah. in um that eleven twenty two sixty three uh show on hulu that like miniseries based on the stephen king book um 
it's so amazing to like watch him in that and then to like also kind of see him and he hasn't really changed that much over no. the years like you can you watch him in this and he looks kind of like you know a little bit older than the rest of the kids in this show uh but you know i, I think he's definitely developed as a as a performer um but yeah like uh all the guys even like linda cardellini who's in this show who was in um you know not the last season of Mad Men, but like maybe the second to last season of Mad Men, um, who was like completely, I had no idea that it was her until someone pointed out to me that she was Linda Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks. And I was just like, I was blown away when I, when I made that connection. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's something else. Um, and then who is, what is the guy who's in, uh, Silicon Valley? Martin uh, Starr. Martin Starr, man. That guy is like, he was one, my wife and I were, he was like one of our favorites in the show. I mean, he just like stands out as being like so awesome in the show. Yeah. Bill is definitely one of the best characters for sure. And we would just find anything uh, with him in it over the years following. When when we first saw this, we're like, okay, well, this kid is amazing. What is yeah. he, what is he in now? And then you, you know, you'd see him in, um, what was the show with the, the catering show? Party Down. Party Down, yeah. He's so great in Party Down. Yeah. No, he's fantastic in that. He's great on Silicon Valley. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of little movies. You know, he's awesome in Adventureland. You know, he's just, there's so many things he's amazing. I love Martin Star. Yeah. So, yeah, it was so much fun to go back and rewatch Freaks and Geeks on Blu-ray. And uh, Shout Factory continues to release all of our old favorite, uh, you know, nostalgia-filled TV shows. I don't know what they're going to do next. What do they, what do they, how do they top something like this? Or like, wh- where do they go from here as far as like a new Blu-ray uh, remastering project or, you know, something to kind of save from the uh, ashes of history? Yeah, I don't know. This one's pretty big. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what, uh, what they might announce at Comic-Con this year. All right. So what's uh, what else came out this week? What are you excited to talk? Did you did you pick up? Did you see the last Hunger Games movie? I did not. I have not. I have three of them on Hulu, but I have not seen any of them. I mean, not Hulu on Vudu. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we must have talked about the Hunger Games when the last one came out, like the first part of this last movie. But. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about it. <laughs> no, I, just... I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've only seen the first Hunger Games movie. And uh, it seems like, I mean, part of me wants to keep watching these, but I think I'm just going to wait until uh, they're all easily in, like, you know, on Netflix or something. I know a lot of them are streaming right now on Amazon mm-hmm. or Hulu uh, or Netflix, but I... I'm going to wait a little bit until maybe, maybe just distance myself from like the theatrical releases a little bit uh, before, you know, like once all the hype dies down, then I'll go back and watch them. Yeah. That's kind of my theory is that some years down the road, I'll have some, you know, Saturday and Sunday and I'll just blow through all of them, you know, when there's no, nothing attached to them at all anymore. Yeah. Um, so, Let's see. Is th- this is one of the big uh, olive weeks, right? Yep. They dropped uh, their releases for the month this week. Lots of stuff. Um, my favorites of this lot. Let me think. Definitely making the grade. That's um, an '80s classic in my world with uh, Judd Nelson 
as a like streetwise kid who gets hired by this rich preppy guy to go to um, college for him, or is it prep school? I forget. Um, and in because the guy is so rich and so lazy that he, but he has to graduate in order to get his trust fund. So he doesn't want to go to school. So he hires Judd Nelson to go to school. And of course it's this crazy fish out of water story. This, you know, streetwise kid at a prep school. And, you know, of course there's a, you know, bad group of preppies that are having in for him. And it's got, um, multiple eighties montages, including the getting dressed in the morning montage and the, you know, buying new clothes montage. It's got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, and Judd Nelson is just a lot like his character in Breakfast Club. It's kind of like it came out before Breakfast Club, but I always see it as like John Bender, the college years prequel. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Um, the other one I like is uh, Kill Me Again, which is John Dahl's debut film. John Dahl made, of course, uh, The Last Seduction, Red Rock West, Rounders. He's a big film noir kind of guy, and Kill Me Again is a great um, film noir, you know, homage. You know, it's Val Kilmer and his wife, Joanne Wally Kilmer, and Michael Madsen, who I swear, if Tarantino... Tarantino must have seen this movie because Madsen is very much like his character in Reservoir Dogs, and there's even a scene where he's torturing somebody in a chair. Oh, yeah. So it's it seems kind of obvious um, that he would have seen it. I think it's good. I think it's a good little movie. So those two are my favorites. But then you've got things like Clean Slate, which we talked about a while ago, which is like Dana Carvey in the comedy version of Memento. Um, it's pretty funny and interesting. Was, and then Bra- sorry, was, was uh, were Joanne Wally and Val Kilmer married before this movie came out? That's a good question. I know she's oh, they built. Got, they got married in 1988, and this movie came out in '89. Yeah. So, so Interesting. that, yeah, I don't know when they broke up, but uh, 96. Oh, they stayed together a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't see her anymore. It's interesting. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so there's clean slate, there's breaker breaker, the Chuck Norris truck trucker movie. There's, uh, what's the, my summer story, which I haven't seen, but it's kind of supposed to be a sequel to Christmas story. Heard it's not great. But then there's Undertow, the David Gordon Green movie, which a lot of people love. I didn't love it when I first saw it, but I think I need to rewatch it. Do you remember seeing it? Yeah, Undertow is one that like I feel like people uh, that was one that people had um, wanted Criterion to. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, I feel like they did at some point. Yeah, I mean it was something that like would come up in. Um, you know, like on forum threads and people like saying like, oh, this is something that, you know, Criterion should release as they have, uh, you know, George Washington. They should do something like this too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely not uh, like, you know, of the, the, I don't want to say lesser David Gordon Green movies, but like <laughs> the, the comedy David Gordon Green stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, this definitely is more of the serious, his, his more serious side. Yeah. No, I just like I need to re recontextualize it because I I just don't remember it really at all now. Um, they, came up with, think, they came up with a nice cover for it. Yeah, no, I like the cover. It's better than some of their covers aren't so hot, but um, the trip, Roger Corman's movie, The Trip, um, with Peter Fonda came out, which is a lot of fun if uh, you're into silly drug movies. 
and it's pretty silly. I like that one. Um, and then Bandits, the Barry Levinson kidnapping comedy with Bruce Willis and Kate Blanchett and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. I've never seen this movie, and I've always meant to, so now is my opportunity to check it out. I've heard over the years it seems to have gotten something of a fan base, so I'm curious about that one for sure. Did you already talk about Clean Slate? Just briefly, just okay. the whole memento comedy thing. Yeah. It's it's fun. I rewatched it. You know, it's 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 cute. It's silly. Um, Carvey's good, and the idea is fun enough that you know I think it's cool. Plus, I associate the woman. I forget her name right now. Um, the one that was in Hot Shots and uh, oh yeah, Valerie Golina. Valerie yes, Golina. yes. She's I associate. She's also with, in Rayman. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. That's where. I, okay, that's where I first saw her. Yeah. Yeah, I associate her with like some movies that I enjoy. So she sort of elevates things a little bit too. Totally. She was also in hot shots part due. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see what else came out this week. Um, the, uh, black mama, white mama came out from arrow this week. Is that, uh, the U S arrow version or is that UK? I think it's the U S they may have the- put them out both, but, I know oh, yeah. it's a U.S. version. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess for anyone who's interested, the uh, I think I talked last week about Criterion doing a updated uh, version of um, that Les Blank film, um, the Werner Herzog film. But uh, this week they are, are splitting up a couple of the dual format releases. So they did dual format releases. Some of the two of the first actually, uh, Tokyo Story and City Lights. Two of the first dual format uh, releases are now available as Blu-ray only ones. So if anyone was has been, you know, holding out because they didn't want to own a DVD uh, extra version of it in their in their case, you can go buy uh, Blu-ray versions of Tokyo Story and City Lights. Um, which is it's sad to see the the dual formats slowly get phased out. You know, e- even like even though they're not doing them anymore or you know releasing any new. Uh, dual formats it's sad that they're kind of killing off <laughs> what they've already done uh to, you know in this fashion i guess they have to and you know to keep to sell the dvds to the people who want dvds i guess but you know so be it um what did kino release this week they put out uh the film the pearl button this is a, a recent documentary about chile uh, this is available now on Netflix if you want to watch it, but you can go pick up the DVD and the Blu-ray. They also released uh, The Black Sleep and Donovan's Brain um, and The War Between Men and Women. Did you get a chance to watch any of those? No. Uh, wait, you know what? Oh, and uh, After the Fox. Yeah, After the Fox is definitely my favorite of this group. Um, Larry, if you're interested, go check out Larry Karaszewski's trailers from Hell on that one. That's great, and it will totally set you up for what the movie's about and why you should see it. It's Peter Sellers and, you know, sort of a, a – it's not a heist comedy, but like a sort of a pulling one over on people kind of comedy. It's hard to explain, but um, that's a good movie. Um, I'm trying to think. Have I seen The Black Sleep? I think this was on Netflix for a while, and I might have seen it. Yes, I did, and it was pretty good. I like that one. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for the After the Fox uh, Larry Karaszewski Trailers from Hell video. Cool. Um, 
let's see what else do we have here i think that might be about it it's kind of uh you know a, a significant week certainly in in what uh, has been put out but not like a heavy week in that there's a lot to buy i think the one thing i would mention real quick is disturbing behavior from screen ba- factory um which i know a lot of people don't love but i think it's a very interesting 90s movie um you know very much like stepford high school you know yeah, especially with like the cast too. Like you yeah. get it's you know Katie Holmes, James Marsden, Bruce Greenwood, Nick Stahl. Like that's a pretty uh, you know these are people who definitely go on to do you know that you've seen in other things, and this is them pretty young. Yeah, no, and it's it's interesting. I think this is one of the first things that Katie Holmes did after or still during the Dawson's Creek run. Yeah, it might have been her first feature, and she's very much playing sort of against type. Um, as the like bad girl and stuff, so that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Nick Stahl is a lot of fun. He's given some interesting dialogue. Uh, you know, there's like a great cafeteria scene where he just runs down almost in verse, like all the different cliques in the school. You know, he's got like almost like haikus or something that he's he's spouting. But it's written by Scott Rosenberg, who did Beautiful Girls and Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. He was a writer I was a big fan of in that around that period. So it's interesting. It's not great, but I find that kind of story entertaining. Well, uh, unless there's anything else, I think we can probably start wrapping things up for the night. I think that's it. Um, let's see what's coming out next week. Uh, next week, the Criterion release, I think, is um, let's see. Is it? Let's see. Where are we? The twenty second. So, uh, oh, the Bicycle Thieves Blu-ray release is coming out next week. A poem is Naked Person is coming out next week. So, some pretty cool releases from Criterion, and then you get like that Pigs Blu-ray. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, the Hateful Eight is out next week. We were talking about that uh, yeah. over the past couple of weeks. Um, did you end up watching the whole, the whole thing yet? Yes. Okay. Me too. I did. Yes. Uh, what are you talking about? You well, want to... We can talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, I did like it though. I I did too. Um. So yeah. Uh, some pretty good stuff coming out next week. Next week also. Uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand box thirty five is out. Um. So some good stuff. Oh, and the Chantal Ackerman uh four films collection from Icarus is out next week too. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for listening to me complain about my terrible addiction of buying Blu-rays. But if you want to continue to support my addiction, <laughs> you can find our Amazon wish lists linked in the show notes. Uh, if you are like, oh, man, I want to keep their addiction going. <laughs> I don't want them to ever stop doing the podcast. So I got to keep their, uh, you know, keep their addiction levels high. Yes, please feel free and nice segue. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll see you next week.